We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, yes. What's good, everybody? And welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Deus. At Nick Deus 10 is where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum, or should I say VeteransMinimum.com is where you can find all things VM. You get the links to the YouTube channel, Apple, Spotify, Shopify. We got some hats up right now available for you to buy. And we also got the Patreon, Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Housekeeping notes. We're doing two fantasy football leagues for the members of the Patreon and adjust accordingly to your Patreon tier for the month of August to get in and contact us on Patreon. If you're in the Discord, hit us on the Discord. If there's any way you could get in contact with me on social media, just hit me up. Let me know that you want in. Let me know that you've upgraded your tier. So we're going to do 10 to 12 person league. We're doing one for the $10 tier and we're doing one for the $20 tier. And It all depends on how many people we get in each one. So one might be a 10-man league. The other might be a 12-man league. Both might be 12-man. Both might be 10-man. Who knows? So what we're going to do is first place in the $10 tier is going to win 100 bucks. That is more than what the total pot would probably be. And then you'll get three VM hats of your choosing. There's denim. Two shades of denim. There's the black and gold. There's the tie-dye hats. There's the white and black hats. There's the all-white hats. So you'll have options to choose from. That'll be in the $10 tier. And then in the $20 tier, you'll get $100. bucks. you will get three VM hats. And we'll also do a custom bomber jacket with the VM logo for the winner if you're in the $20 tier. The Patreon has been cool. I was able to get some merch out to a bunch of people that have been members of the Patreon as a way to say thank you for the contributions. I have not been able to fulfill a lot of the perks and incentives in the Patreon, but starting September, there's going to be a lot of funky shit going on on the Patreon, a lot of bonus content, exclusive content. Uh, betting picks, exclusive pods, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff as we are moving the show to Vegas, as I'm moving to Vegas to take a position at the Blue Wire studio at the Win Casino. And there's going to be more of that 
on the next episode just because I was a little hamstrung with time trying to move everything. So on the next episode after this one, there'll be a little bit of an intro, sort of giving you guys a little bit of a backstory. But that's going to be up on the Patreon Thursday evening. So if you guys want to go and check that out, there's going to be a video as well. Just giving you guys a little bit of a rundown and the behind the scenes of how all this stuff went down. And I'm super grateful to all the people involved um, over at Blue Wire. Uh, I'm going to keep those conversations private. Those people know who they are. And um, I really want to say thank you to everyone that listens to the show because it's it's the long, long body of work for all things VM and the content and, and what I've been able to do with it and this new version of Veterans Minimum that I'm super excited for moving out there. It's a place that I've always wanted to go and live, but it needed to be the right place. Uh, well, it was the right place, but it needed to be the right time and the right opportunity, and it was. So I can't thank everyone enough who listen to the show, who share the show, continue to share the show. Uh, tell your friends about it. Tell your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your exes about it. Tell your parents. Tell your degenerate uncle. Uh, let people know, man. It's the best way. I think it's the best endorsement. It's the best cosign. Uh, I've always valued valued products and recommendations from people who I love and respect and value their opinions. So if you guys have friends, you can get them on board with VM. There's going to be a lot of cool shit coming, man. If, if uh, there's one thing I've been able to deliver on a lot of things and, and I feel confident in the work and some of the ideas, some of the usual guests will be on the show, recurring guests. Obviously, they won't be in person as much, but that's the game now, man. Technology and, and it'll seem like we're in studio together and then there's gonna be a lot of cool guests coming on the show so uh again i'm super super humbled excited not nervous whatsoever because we've been about it man and and the right people have seen the work and the the grind is paying off so again check out the patreon a cheap plug, but there's going to be a little bit of an intro on the next episode. Only one pod this week, but there's going to be three pods next week. And there'll be some, you'll be able to get one of the podcasts next week earlier than, uh, than it goes public. Um, but yeah, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate my guy, Danny Lopriori coming on the pod. We're doing some NFL awards. He's a, he's a gambler just like I am. Uh, we like to dabble in some bets. We text each other often. And we've been trying to do a show in studio, but our schedules have just been all over the place. Uh, I let him know that he's my favorite content creator. And that's a shoot, brother. And uh, to use a wrestling term. And it was cool, man. We always talk about bets. Last year, we both were on the Rams. We share a little fun story. And, and one of the first times that Danny and I ever met, we actually did a, a betting pod on Degeneration Bets. We were talking about like the Connor and Floyd fight. So there's a little backstory there about it. But it was fun. We give out picks for uh, NFL MVP, offensive, defensive rookie of the year, coach of the year, and then some stat leaders. And then a fun conversation at the end of who we think is the right bet and who we think might win the Super Bowl. So show love to Danny. My guy is crushing it as always. I appreciate Danny and uh, gave him his flowers on this one. And I hope you guys enjoy this conversation and we'll catch you next week.
for respect in my city. I'm working off for respect. Yeah. You think you got it? I got it for real. You think you got what I got? Uh. This one for those they forget in my city. This one for those they forget. Yeah. This dog off the leash and it's ready to kill. All right. A man that needs no introduction. I've told you this. I've told you this in private. And I hope you understand that I mean this. You're my favorite content creator, bro. Oh, man. That means the world. It really does. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it, it's, hits me in the, hits me in the heart. Hits me in the heart right here. Hits I, me I, in the heart right here. I don't want to cry this early in the show, bro. <laughs> Dude, I had to, to, man. Me, I had to, man. Uh, I'm happy we got to do this. I dropped this on you, uh, little spur of the moment, little behind the scenes. I've been trying to get you into the studio. Uh, we couldn't make that happen, but it works out better because I'm in the process. As you can see, the coffee, coffee boxes and all this shit that I'm moving my stuff out. Uh, Danny Lopriori, you're the man. Uh, like I said, you, bro. Uh, I'm I'm happy we're having this combo. Happy we're linking up. How you doing, dude? I feel like. I've just seen you on social media. We haven't really like chatted since I saw you at the hot sauce event. Uh, dude, I'm just chilling, man. It's uh, it's one of those things where like uh, I do, I haven't really been going outside because I just did uh my um my comedy appearances, my first ever stand up shows, and like for like a month and a half, like two months, I just sat there and like and was writing. I was like uh. You know, like Howard Hughes, you know, who Howard Hughes is no. So he was a pilot and then uh, he became like super weird and like became a shut in. That's what I was like for like two months, like pissing in mason jars and shit, like just like being super weird. I wasn't watching TV, so it's good to be like on the outside as much fun as I had doing the shows. It's nice to be on the outside of it because like I could be like normal again. Man, I was so I had bought tickets the moment it went on sale. I couldn't make it and I shot you a text. I was like, damn, I know some of the guys went to it and I was so upset. I got called to a late meeting that night and uh it ended up being a great thing that I missed it for because like it was for the move to Vegas. And I mean, uh, so it's, the thing is that like uh that's a big phone, that's a that's a big deal. And then it's like, dude, there'll be other shows, don't worry about it. Yeah, man, I can't wait. You, you don't let it, look. don't let it, don't let it kill you because it's, it's it's only the beginning. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'll be I'll be all over the United States, and so that's gonna be like that's that that is not something I want you to get upset about. All right, I'm hoping you get a Vegas show, and I'll wear some like funky outfit in the front. You want to do some crowd work? We could plant that seed, brother, brother. You know what hey, I'm saying? Listen, brother, you Light don't gotta me tell up. me twice. You don't gotta tell me twice. Yo, so but, uh, I want to talk. I want to talk some betting stuff. Uh, you're a yeah. degenerate piece of shit, just like I am, and I I mean that in the nicest way possible. Joe, back in the day, used to be like, "Yo, you're such a piece of shit." All people that bet are pieces of shit, and now he hits me up about bets too. So I'm like, "Listen, this is full circle now." Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's he, he's he's in. He's in all the way. Everyone's hooked, man. Once you get that first hit, it, it, it's a wrap for you. Fun fact. Do you know this is uh, a little bit of a anniversary in a way? This is when us two first linked up. It was on a show just like this. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. The Generation Bets, brother. And we did. I remember, dude. We came in. We did, um, we did NFL Futures, right? Yep. And we talked about. McGreg did we talk about McGregor Floyd yeah. on the first time? 
I'm pretty sure it was McGregor and, and and Floyd. And you were like, yo, there's an absolute stone cold lock on this one. You're like, print it, cash it, just cash it already. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, it was um, the over rounds that Conor McGregor would win. It was it was some horrible, horrible odds, like one and a half. And I was like, listen, guys, if you've ever watched Floyd Mayweather fight, he doesn't start fighting until like the sixth round. So all you have to do is touch him 10 times in a round because he's not going to throw anything back at you. And then you're going to win those those rounds. And everyone was like, you know, because you want to know what it is. And th- those kinds of like weird fights, they show us how much we really don't know shit about like fighting. <laughs> you know, like people are like, yo, like he's going to massacre him and, and this. I'm like, first off, Connor's a big guy. At that point, he was proven to like kind of be able to take a shot, right? It's a little bit different now. I feel like he gets he gets hit now and like falls down. Yep. But but um, I was like, dude, he's young, way younger than him. It's heavier. It's heavier gloves. In my mind, I was like, dude, they're not giving this guy any respect. He's gonna win rounds because Floyd's gonna just let him win rounds. And then it ended up being it. That was the lock. That was the lock. I, I made uh, I made a good good chunk of change on that on that fight actually yeah that was that was a good one i remember i bet that uh i remember it closed at like minus 300 for floyd and i was like yo guys listen i love mma i love connor but let's not get crazy <laughs> it was i laid juice and i'm not laying juice on a lot of things bro no but the th- the other thing too was vegas had no idea how to make odds in fights until Ronda and Connor lost in the same. Uh, Holly Holm mm-hmm. and Connor lost in the same night. That's yeah. that, that's that's one of the most like uh, craziest like days in Vegas ever. Yeah, because they got murdered. Their yeah, their odds their odds were outrageous, and then if you parlay both of them, they were getting crushed. Yeah, it was wild. That really changed it because it was so new too, right? Like UFC, it's been around, but it really got popular because of Rousey and Connor from like the betting standpoint, right? Like those were oh, yeah. super inflated. And then before you know it, you start realizing like, yo, I remember I was on Dustin when they fought in the second fight. Poirier and Connor, Dustin oh, was like yeah. plus 280. I'm like, yo, let's not get crazy, man. This is just yeah. a lot of times. I took, a lot I took of times, that too. Yeah, I'll bet I'll bet on fighters because I think the line is wrong. You know, like I had yeah, you, I had you Leon, almost have to. I had Leon in the main event last weekend. And look, I got super lucky because he was getting dominated. And I think at the start of the fifth round, he was like 12 to 1 live. I didn't oh. take that, but I had him at plus 310 on the money line. And I was just like, yo, I feel like this fight is a little closer. He's being disrespected. Completely lucky though with that with that head kick because like I said, he was getting dominated, but sometimes I just bet because I think the line is wrong. I just feel like any bet, if it's crazy enough in the UFC, it's like, dude, you saw it. Like it, it that's one sport where it takes one second for your entire uh your entire ticket to go right out the window. So if you really think about it, is there ever really a, a bad bet in MMA? Yeah, I'm sure there is, but in main events. If it's a main event and a guy's super dog, I'm going to take him probably 95% of the time. Nah, I couldn't agree with you more. And especially, like, you, you've seen dudes just slip and blow out a knee. 
And then you're like, oh, right, yeah, a, the cashing of my ticket, even if I wasn't on that, you know. But even if like, oh, it's like a smaller shit now, like even like a calf kick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Away. Yeah, it puts you away. It's over. Like um, the, the sport is still really, really new. Yeah. It's like a really, really new sport. So like recently, we've just been seeing guys like leg kick people to death. Yeah. Like I've tweeted all the time. I'm like, dude, I, I just want to go to an MMA gym and just learn how to kick someone in the leg. That's it. That's all you need to know. In a real life fight, kick somebody's leg once. If you really know how to throw a leg kick, kick somebody's leg once. I guarantee you they will not want to fight you anymore. Yeah, because I figure you, you got to figure everyone wants to throw hands. And if you're throwing kicks, even if you don't connect, they're like, yo, this this dude knows what he's doing. Get him, get, dude, get him away from it. If I square up with somebody and they throw a fucking leg kick at me and it really, really hurts. I'm going to ask him for forgiveness and I'm going to be like, yo, bro, please don't ever do that to me again. I will do whatever I can to get out of this situation right now. It's like going into a bar and starting a fight with a guy with fucking the ears. cauliflower ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just I'm good. Dude. Yeah, I'm dude. Good. You, can have, you can have whatever you want from me right now. My body included. Just don't fuck me up. Yo, I want to open I want to open this conversation up with uh, offensive rookie of the year. Because when I had you on that pod, you had called our guy Saquon as a rookie. I think he was like six to one. And you were just like, dude's a physical specimen. Look at the quads. <laughs> like Quadzilla, we're taking Saquon. He ended up being rookie of the year. So I want to start that combo for offensive rookie of the year. Now, I don't know how you go about betting uh, futures, Danny, and if you're into futures. But like oh, me, yeah. a lot of, me, a lot of times, like I like trying to find value bets or like long shot bets i'm not really betting the favorite because more times than not last year trevor lawrence got the most action for rookie of the year and he didn't win it it was jamar chase right so like to me i kind of avoid the favorites but how do you feel about betting on season long props and then dive into a little bit of what you think of offensive rookie of the year so so it varies right so when it's rookies we have nothing really to base anything off of you know, there's no like, there's no prior season to be like, well, you know, he finished with this, like, a, you know, top five yard, top five this, and pass completion and all whatever. So we don't have that year to go off of it, right? So it's almost when they make like, I think like uh, Olave, Olave, whatever is Olave, uh, Chris Olave on the Saints. I think he he's the favorite, right? It's it's Kenny Pickett. Seven to one that moved crazy because of the preseason he's having, and then it's Drake London and Olave together at eight to one. So, yeah, he's basically he was the favorite like two weeks ago, and then Kenny yeah. Pickett has, I think, like four incomplete passes in the preseason. And you know, it's the quarterback, too, it's the Steelers, they're a pretty good squad. So, yeah, yeah, no, so for me, like, especially if I'm gonna go into like a future. Like the future that I took this year, um, not not football, but I took Judge MVP plus fourteen fifty. You're loving that, right? I was now. like, yeah, dude. It's like you know what I mean. It's, it's it's you look at players that have the most physical tools. That's what I look at. Like, what's that? What what are those quads looking like? You know what <laughs> I mean? 
What's your offensive? Uh, I, I always start with the cosmetic test first. I was like, all right, well, this guy just looks like he's going to be able to play at this level right now. You know, who's the most pro ready? So yeah. I look like into guys that like played in like a semi pro system in, in college. Uh, because a lot of the time it's playbook stuff with rookies. It's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's like they're learning, but, um, when I, when I just look at a rookie, it's off just physical attributes. That's it. That's it. That's the only, that's the only way I'll do it. And then, um, and then, uh, when it comes to futures, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of take the guy who was kind of the runner up the year before. Oh, I like that. So you're because, talking about like if someone if someone finished like second or third and MVP, maybe the year after lean towards them. Yes, because how it's very hard to re be MVP every year. It's yeah. almost like the it's almost like the league has to give it to somebody else. You know, especially in football. So I always look for like the second or third. I'm like, all right, the second or third is going to be a good look. Yeah. No, nah, it's it's interesting. It's funny that you say that though, because I, I tend to agree with it. But it's interesting because like Rogers won it back to back years. But yeah, and and the thing with like Rogers winning it back to back years was, I thought for a second because of like the whole like vaccination thing, like they weren't going to give it to him. Yeah, but I mean he's he's really like undeniable because you know how writers are; they're fucking weird. Well, that one dude came out and he was like, I think he's a bad guy. I'm not voting for him. And he ended up being like a Chicago Bears beat writer. And Roger's like, dude, yeah. I, never, I never even spoke to this guy before. Like, you know, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like all these people that have like uh, these fucking uh, votes. They're all like personal with it and weird. It's, you know, like. Um, anytime I look at like a future, it's always obviously return on investment. Mm -hmm. Right, because it's no fun betting the favorite, right. especially when it's it's not fun. It's I I want to get into the plus one one thousand category because over like what the course of eighteen weeks, you know, if it was only to win four or five hundred dollars, it's like that's not worth it. But once it gets up to like fourteen fifty, I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah, that well, that's also the biggest appeal to futures. Look, we gotta also yeah. understand that they're as long as you know that they're fun bets and sort of sucker bets, and you accept the fact that they are, they're they're very entertaining. Like if you're holding on to a ticket, there was one year, I think it was 2015, I had A B at 20 to 1 to lead the league in receiving yards. And then he caught like a seven-yard button hook on Sunday night football, and I lost my mind. I woke up my yeah. entire family and I had like a hundred bucks on it. Throughout the season, I wasn't really following what AB was doing. But then come December, I'm like, oh, shit, he's third. He's like 20 yeah, yards dude. out of first. Yeah. So I would say, like, in terms of, like, totals, bets, and, like, all that stuff, kind of makes you a better fan of the league. Yeah. It makes it more betting, interesting. Betting and fantasy football have made people fans of teams that they would never really think they would be fans of. Oh yeah, dude. It's the it's why the NFL was so hypocritical for all these years. They were so against both. Like they welcomed Stupid. fantasy at first, and then now they have a team in Vegas. So it's like it came came full circle. I love what you said though about like the the return on investment. I think that's the biggest appeal to futures because for the most part, 
unless you're doing some shady shit, you're you're putting your money up right away. Like that, oh, that yeah. money's leaving your account right away. So if I'm going to risk a future, if I'm going to put 100 bucks on a future, I'm not going to tie it for six months to win 170. Like, nah, I want I want 10 to 1 or more. So I love that you said that. Who do you got for rookie of the year? Who do you, Where are you leaning? Is it Olave? No, it's not. Uh, so I I have two that uh, one's like I I just like it because listen, uh, I like I like George Pickens. I I really like George Pickens. Um, yeah. I listen. Is he kind of a knucklehead? Yeah, but I think you have these kind of perfect storm with these guys sometimes, right? So they got Najee Harris. Um, at quarterback, they have something to prove at quarterback, right? With with Pickett. So if people are going to look at Pickett for rookie of the year, right? I don't know if I love Pickett, especially quarterbacks like winning rookie of the year because you've got guys that are putting up crazy numbers around the league, and then you look at like at rookie quarterbacks and they throw like sixteen touchdowns. Yeah. You know what I mean? But somebody's got to catch the 16 touchdowns. Right. So, at like plus a thousand, if Pickett throws 18 and 18 touchdowns and 14 picks, and like 14 of them are, are to Pickens. <laughs> 14. <laughs> and I'm just saying, dude, it's like, no, if, I, if, you really, if you really think about it, nobody locks in on one receiver more than rookie quarterbacks. Bro, look, I, I'm laughing at it, but Jamar Chase had what 14 touchdowns last year or 15, and he That's was a rookie came in and he dominated. Yeah, look, look, it's it's funny to hear, but there's a lot of truth to that too. Yeah, because if you really think about it, it's like you look at these young quarterbacks. Nobody, no quarterback is really coming into the league like rookie and lighting shit up. Yeah, no, nah, like yeah. in turn. You know what I mean? Like, who who was the last like rookie to really come in and start lighting shit up? Our boy it, Herbert. Yeah, that, but now that's he's it. like an MVP candidate. But too. now, yeah. but now he's like completely. Yeah. That yeah. season's like the worst. Se- it will be the worst season of his entire career. Every rookie season is the worst season, like worst season of any quarterback's career. Yeah, for so the he- most part. So you got Pickens, and who was the other one that you're interested in? I, I I like Pickens. The one thing that scares me a little bit, and I got I got some numbers here for you, and it kind of backs what you're saying as far as like offensive rookies of the year, right? It's won way more consistently by skill position players than MVP is. Right? Yes. In the last 12 awards, six of them went to running back and wide receiver. Jamar Chase last year, and it kind of makes sense, right? Because like rookie quarterbacks up until what the Andrew Luck year. Where they had the five rookie quarterbacks, it was like RG three, yeah. Ross, Tannehill. Yeah. It's like Unreal. rookies weren't really playing right away. A lot of guys no. were sitting out, so it makes sense. And the thing that scares me about Pickens, do you know what his odds were three weeks ago? Um, I don't. Forty to one. They were forty to one. Forty to one. Because you also remember they got Claypool. Despite how you feel about them, they got Deontay Johnson. They always have these random stealer wide receivers that are going to start on your fantasy team at some point. But then oh, yeah, Pickens sure. has at just least like, yeah, Pickens has just skyrocketed to like the top. A guy that well, I like was was the dude you were mentioning, man. I think Olave is very interesting. Think about it. Well, especially with like Michael Thomas isn't 100%, right? Thomas isn't 100%. 
Jameis Winston's back, and what does he like doing? Just throwing bombs. Yeah. And anytime, bro, like I'm not the biggest college football fan. I'll watch like the final four. If it's like uh LSU Bama and both teams are really good, like I'll tune into that. But I'm not watching Clemson play Florida Atlantic so they can win by 60. All right, that's just not yeah, my no. thing. But anytime to, to, I would to, see to cover any, my 45 points for it. <laughs> yeah, 45 and a half. And then it's 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 55 to 10, and you're like, yo, I'm miserable right now. Yeah, but but dude, Olave, I think is interesting because he fits like what the Saints want to do. He's their only home run threat. Jameis likes to air it out, and the opportunity is going to be there. Michael Thomas, who knows like what's good with him? I've been talking about it for two and a half years now. Like, yo, what's good with Michael Thomas? Dude got the bag, and then that's when like the fuckery kind of started with him. Where usually like players hold out to get paid, he got paid, and then yeah, he got hurt and whatnot. But it's just been so weird with him. But I think Olave, if I had to pick someone. It's like a favorite. He's eight to one. I think he's very interesting. And then if I'm moving down the list a little bit, bro, a name that I think could be intriguing just because I think he'll be the starter by week five or six is what do you think about Malik Willis? I, I wanted the Giants to draft him. Yeah, I wanted the, I wanted the Giants to draft him. Um, as you as you know, I'm not a big Daniel Jones fan. Uh, I've been I've been a. a a big fan of Tyrod Taylor uh, in the preseason. Um, but I like Malik Willis. Like the thing on him was, you know, there was like maturity stuff, but then there was mm-hmm. also like, uh, you know, he played for a small school. Right. But, but my thing is, is like Josh Allen played at Wyoming. I love small school quarterbacks, bro. Yeah. Give me, give me small school quarterbacks, except Daniel Jones. That's a basketball because school too. We should have known. <laughs> that's a, you know what I mean? Like you're going to draft a quarterback from a fucking basketball school. Like let's not do that. But I like Malik Willis a lot. Obviously, he has all the intangibles. He moves well enough. Um, you know, um, Malik Willis is what's he at? Twenty-eight to one. I mean, why not? You'd be dumb. You'd be dumb not to. You'd be dumb not to. If he he comes in as a starter, wins like two three games in a row. He'll be five to one before you know it. Like that's something that's a, where yeah. you bet it now and then hope he becomes a starter, and then you're looking at something that could be very very intriguing. That's what I always try to do with like with any kind of bet that I have. Like, dude, like I said before, the Aaron Judge uh, MVP bet. Why would you not take a guy that could hit fifty home runs at plus fourteen year? Yeah. Yep. Why not? Don't they stay healthy? So my thing is in in all these futures is pray they stay healthy and also just go for the positions that are going to stay the healthiest, right? Like so, running backs get hurt all the time. You know, the only reason I picked Saquon was just because he was a physical specimen. Yeah, I said we haven't seen a running back come into the league like this in a very very long time that looked like that. Yeah, and you know what they do? First year, uh, the shelf life of running backs is not long. Um, the first year, that's probably the only position, uh, and wide receiver where people ball out. It's wide receiver and running back. Yeah. Right but, away. I'm glad you Malik mentioned- Willis though, 28 to one, like, listen again, quarterbacks, they have the ball on every play, right? Yep. Yep. So, I love that it's not mentioned- bad. 28 to one's not bad. I love that you mentioned the running back. Cause I think also like James cook is interesting in Buffalo. Cause he'll probably For be sure. started by like week six and hell yeah, they're going to, they're just going to be in the red zone so much. Right. So Josh Allen, I know he likes to keep it in there, but if he could score eight to nine touchdowns and get like a thousand yards, he'll, he'll be in the running too. He's 14 to one. That's the other one that I, I really like. 
Um, that's a, that's probably that's probably the smarter of the two. If you if you're gonna pick one of those bets right now, I, I would take obviously the Cook over over Willis because twenty eight to one. It's like that's a cool bet, but in the back of your mind, you're like, this probably isn't gonna cash. Yeah, you know. But that one is a realistic one, and plus they're gonna they're gonna go deep. They're gonna go deep, and uh, you know when we get there, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Let's switch to the other side, man. Defensive rookie of the year. Uh, call me a homer, bro, but I was locked into Thibodeau until this news of his knee. It's it's an MCL. Yeah, me too. He'll be out for, it says, two to four weeks. But I'm just worried that it's going to be something where uh, I don't want to call it a, last, uh, a lost season, bro, but it's going to be hobbling him the rest of the way. And just he could, that's something that could get tweaked again. So let me just read it's you. It's almost like I wouldn't, I wouldn't even play him. Until like, he's a hundred percent, right? Yeah, it's not worth it. It's not yeah. worth it. Yeah, so we got Aiden Hutchinson for plus four fifty, Travon Walker plus six fifty, Quay Walker plus eight hundred, Thibodeau, Jermaine Johnson, and Kyle Hamilton at nine to one. What do you what do you like at defensive rookie of the year? I got one, but I want to hear what 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 you're thinking. So Defensive rookie of the year is all about the sexy plays, right? Yep. It's uh it's uh sacking the quarterback. Yeah. So now as we, we look at it though, defensive ends aren't like what they used to be. You know, it kind of like changed the changing of the guard was kind of you remember Dwight Freeney? Of course. That's been so like Dw- yeah, so Dwight Freeney was like kind of a smaller guy, and then obviously you remember like OC. Yep. yep. Uh you 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 and Yora. Um, it's kind of like with the smaller, it's the outside, it's the outside linebackers, the middle linebackers, because they move them all over the field. Like if you look at Parsons last year, like another guy who I wish ended up on the giants, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) But you know, it's, it's one of those things where I look at the guy who's the most pro ready right now fits the bill physically uh is just a freak uh everywhere else and he had to be able to sack the quarterback do i feel like aiden fucking hutchinson can do that right now yes but i feel like big ass defensive ends are kind of like sis they're like they, they, they're systemed mm-hmm. you know what i mean um but i like nine to one because nine to one just it just sits better with me you know what i mean i i wouldn't mind putting a hundred dollars on each of those guys because even on that your return on investments you get like six seven hundred uh dollars back so give me the nine to one guys the sexiest pick isn't always the best pick yeah so you're looking at thibodeau hamilton and jermaine johnson yeah because if if, if i do put it on thibodeau right and uh one, I'm a homer, so I get to watch the games, right? So it's like I'm not bouncing around all over the fucking NFL package trying to figure <laughs> out where this guy's playing, where this guy's playing. Um, but yeah, it's kind of the NFL's in a different spot now, where it's where you could pick a guy up and go play D end on a play, he'll play outside linebacker, he'll play middle linebacker, he'll cover a slot receiver. You know what I mean? Like that's like kind of what we're, they're doing now. So. I want the guys that are going to be able to not be locked into the system so much and be able to roam uh, the field and make the sexy plays. So, you know what I mean? I like those guys. Seven of the last 
11. Well, actually, eight of the last 12, if you consider definitely Parsons is a pass rusher, have been uh, DN slash hybrid linebackers. So yeah, that's, a, that's like close to like, what is that, like 70% of the times it goes to them. Dude, I was it's all about it's all about the sacks, baby. Yeah. Like, uh, who won it last year though? Diggs? No, nah, Parsons. Parsons, yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, that's what I meant, Parsons. But like, Diggs had all those interceptions and shit. Yep. But then you look at like the stats, and it's like, yo, dude, like this dude gave over gave up over a thousand yards through the air last year. Yeah. You know, yeah, like we yeah. can't. How we're gonna give him the rookie of the year to that? Like this guy gave up an entire like fucking uh. uh a grit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> this guy gave a rack up in yards. No pun Yo, intended. So prior to you talking and convincing me about like the pass rushers and the sacks, like I I forgot about that a little bit. I was thinking Jordan Davis on the Eagles. He's fourteen to one. You talk about physical specimens. Yeah, Dude is what? and they're gonna, and they, sadly they're going to be good this year. Yeah, yeah. I've been hyping up the Eagles, man, and it pains me. I know it pains you too, but. We're trying to win money here too, Danny. We're not just trying. Yeah, to, dude. You know Giants don't pay my fucking bills. Yeah, all they, is, all they do is <laughs> all they do is break our hearts. So might as well. But yo, no, I I like I like the Thibodeau call. I'm still probably gonna bet Thibodeau. Like you said, my expectations for the Giants are a little low. I think at best they could win like six games if all goes well, and you know maybe Tyrod Taylor steps in or something. I'd be into that, but. I think Jordan Davis, he might not get the sacks. Like, Jordan Davis might be a dude who he'll make the team so much better. He'll take up, like, three blockers, and he'll he'll end games with, yeah. like, two tackles, one yeah, for a yeah. loss. But he's, like, the best player on the field. It'll make no sense. Well, that's the thing. It's like you look at these guys, right? So it's like Micah Parsons, he starts every game last year, and it's like you're watching hard knocks. And I'm not a guy that gets hard off hard knocks players. Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, like, I need this guy to like, fuck a fantasy team this year. And they always end up sucking. But I just remember watching, like, film because I played, I played ball. And, you know, it's – I have friends uh, that played ball deep, way deeper than I ever played ball. And then it's like you're watching this guy move around on film, and I'm like, yo, who is that? Mm. Like, this kid's a fucking freak, bro. Yeah. You know, I was like, these HBO cameras are really showing you that this kid is unreal. So, um, yeah, dude, it's all about the sexy. It's the sexy players that can do a little bit of everything. It's all hybrid guys. Yeah. It's always a safe bet. Yeah. No, it makes sense, man. And I think the attention on Thibodeau, it could. And, yo, also, like, Ojolari is really good on the other side. So it's not like all the the focus is going to be on Thibodeau there. So. I like that call, man. I'm on board with that one. Let's let's move to coach of the year. And yo, this is probably my favorite futures bet uh, of all of them. I don't want to say the L word because there is no such thing. And I can tell that grin in your face. You're excited to hear this one too. Yeah, no, that I am. I, I, I'm excited, but I'm also like, where are we going with this? Kevin O'Connell is the coach for the Minnesota Vikings. They're uh-huh. 16 to one. Uh huh. Coach of the year, the last couple of seasons, the benchmark is 11 wins. You need to get to about 11 wins. You need to be able to exceed expectations from what last season was to this season. I personally think the Vikings are going to win the North. Uh, 
Kirk Cousins, man. Um, that so you know what's funny? Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was telling my dad this, and he goes, "Come December, if they're tied with the Packers for the North, and you have your money and your ticket hell bent on Kirk Cousins, he's like, you're gonna be sweating." I was like, "Damn, oh Pop, yeah, you're so right, one hundred percent." It's like, and, and listen, not to take anything away from Kirk Cousins, I I, I really think that. He doesn't get a like a lot of the respect, honestly, that he deserves. I think he's a he's he's a really good fucking NFL quarterback. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he just has those games though. He has those stretches and seasons where he'll throw one touchdown in three games. Which is wild because in the last three seasons since he got to Minnesota, he's one of like I think it's five or six quarterbacks that have four thousand yards and thirty touchdowns each of those years. And you'd yeah. be like, What the hell, Kirk Cousins? But you're right. It's I'm just telling that you. When it's that primetime game and they're at home and he loses to Cooper Rush like he did last year, and you're like, yo, how does this happen, bro? How does this it's happen? It's just some guys that they, they, they're sexy in the regular season or until it gets like, you know, down to nut cutting time. But I do like that pick because they're the most postseason ready team. Yeah. And uh, also uh, think uh, about, think about like the narrative of like Mike Zimmer held them back. Now he comes oh, in. Yeah. He has he has chemistry with Kirk Cousins because he was the quarterback coach when he was in Washington in his last season. So they are familiar with one another. And you know, you still got Thielen, you got Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, everyone's like fantasy darling. I think he's gonna have a monster year. And I think just like the addition of him, bro, is like a two-win increase. Mike Zimmer was so outdated. He wasn't really an offensive guy. I mean, he definitely wasn't an offensive guy. So that might be my favorite futures on, on the entire board, man. And I'm talking about divisions. I'm talking about win totals. Like, I really think Kevin O'Connell's going to win this one. What do you for think sure. about, about that? And then what do you think about Coach of the Year for you? Uh, see, what what I think in terms of, like I said before, I think Minnesota's uh, of, like, all those teams that are, like, kind of in the running for Coach of the Year, um, they're the most playoff ready probably, right? Yeah. You know, so you kind of look at a team that's on the cusp, and then when those guys win eleven, maybe maybe twelve games next year, because people people still forget it's like it's an eighteen week season, right? Yeah. So it's like you got to kind of factor that in. So like a twelve win season isn't is the new eleven win season, right? You know what I mean? So if you really think about it, always look for the most playoff ready team who is on the cusp. Uh, remember that there's 18 weeks in the NFL now. Uh, and then also it's, it comes down to it. You have to win. It's not like, uh, football is very weird, right? So like every win is like what the equivalent of 10 losses in any other sport. Yeah. Yeah. Like in baseball, right? You think about it. It's 162 games. You lose one game, it's like going on a 10-game losing streak in baseball. What would happen to Aaron Boone and your Yanks if they lost 10 in a row? Dude, don't even get me started. But we're back, though. We're hot again. Yeah, yeah. To we're hot again. Had to, had to. Had to. It's just the Mets. It's just the Mets. They're not even going to win their division. You don't think so? No. I think, I, if listen, if you're listening right now, bet on the Braves to win the division. Damn, you're expecting because a collapse, huh? It's only two games up. Yeah. Yeah, the, two games up. the schedule, I was looking at the schedule. They got the Dodgers soon, and then they they play the Braves in late September. But in between that, we, all, like we, we all know we all know what's going to happen there. 
Hey, it's going to come do down to the last I was, season. I was enjoying this this conversation. Don't do this to me. I'm, I'm Metzl, starting to get Metzl real dense with Mets. <laughs> Mets will always met. That's just, that's just what it is. Uh, and good luck getting out of there um, with L.A. Uh, but anyway, football show. Um, what you got for coach? I mean, the, the, the diehard in me is always like, uh, the ball, but you know, they're going to win like six or seven games. Like how can you be coach of the year and win seven games? Yeah. You know, it's coaching's about winning, right? Uh, it comes down to how many wins you put in the record book. That's it. That's really all that matters. Um, so when you really come down to it, for me, if you really like who won it the last few years, McVeigh, um, Nagy won it, right? Mm-hmm. Stefanski. And then Stefanski won it. So it's like it's kind of going to like the sexy younger guys. So hear me out. If they have a good year, which it's kind of a question mark, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going with Kyle Shanahan. Wow. Guy that's been around. Usually it's a new head coach, but yeah, you're you're onto something though. So tell me why. Why do you think that? Do you think because of like if like Trey Lance becomes a thing and a lot of it is cause gonna be because of him or well Trey Lance and then they got Debo back. So now it's like you have Debo, mm. um, who is kind of has the keys now, right? So it's in terms of they're gonna use him how they want to use him. Uh, and also it's, I try to look at guys who can hit home runs in terms of Trey Lance. If Trey Lance is any good, like to the point where you see Trey Lance on the news and everyone's talking about Trey Lance, you got to talk about that means they're winning. So if they're winning, right? Yep. If they're winning and it's a rookie quarterback and they start winning, it's kind of undeniable, right? And you know me, I'm a plus 10 guy. All that other shit, give me the plus 10. Anything over plus 10, I'm rocking with. So for me, I'm doing, uh, I'm going to rock with Kyle Shanahan because I am a fan of um, of Trey Lance. Mm. I'm a fan of Trey Lance, and uh, I'm a fan of Debo Samuel, and I think they have enough there, Every, you know. Everybody gets lost in the Rams and in the, the Rams sauce and the Rams being super sexy, obviously, because they won the Super Bowl. But San Francisco has a pretty good team out there. Yeah. And they also outside of the NFC title game, like they were they were owning them. They won seven straight. You know, like I know it's the NFC title game. That's the game that you would want to win. But they also have their number and like, yo, not for nothing. They were up 10 with like nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. That's what I'm saying. So they Stafford just went bananas and Cooper Cup just went wild. So well, that's the thing though. It's like we're talking about it like San Francisco could have been in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. So if San Francisco goes to the Super Bowl last year, wins the Super Bowl, odds are Shanahan probably would have won coach of the year. Yeah. So I look at who was knocking on the door last year. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I've seen crazier things happen, like fucking Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay. <laughs> All right. I yeah. I like it, man. I like it. I think it's I think it's bold because like like me, immediately when I think of coach of the year, I go to new head coaches. 
Yeah, like young, sexy, 32-year-old fucking head coaches who are analytics nerds. Yeah. <laughs> you know? For sure, it's like, man. you know, it's, it's it's one of those situations where it's, uh, again, who was on the cusp? Yeah. Who was on the cusp? It's, if, if it's a long shot bet, it's also the safest bet because they were close enough last year. Yeah. You no, know? that's fair. That's I, like, I like it. It's interesting. I haven't heard anyone talk about Kyle Shanahan for Coach of the Year because, like, a lot of times, like, like the coach of the year, you can make the cases like Bill Belichick, right? But he don't win it. I think he's only won it twice, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, so. it's it's always it's always some fucking dude you didn't think was gonna win. Yeah, you know. And then McVeigh won it because it's like he was knocking on the door. Yeah, and he All replaced Jeff times. Fisher too. The ne- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean. If you're knocking on the door the year or two before, I'm gonna take you. That's it. Yeah. Let's see what you got for MVP, man, because you were onto something I found interesting, uh, though the, the exception was last year. It's hard for you to win it back-to-back. Rodgers wins it back-to-back. I personally think that Rodgers is the ultimate sucker bet going into this year based off what you said, too. Like, I don't think he could win it three times in a row. Like, it's just... It's just, it's not going to happen. It's not. It's not going to happen. And then also, Devontae Adams isn't there, so... Yeah, his production is going to go down. Uh, the last 10 people to win this award have been quarterbacks. On average, Danny, you need 13 wins. No one has won this award with less than 11 wins. The lowest preseason win total for a team who had an MVP was seven and a half wins for the Falcons with Matt Ryan. AP is Whoa. the last non-quarterback <laughs> to win it. And I feel like, personally, bro, if I had a vote last year, my vote would have went to Cooper Cup. A wide receiver, 100%. A wide receiver has never won it. And I just feel like, yo, if Cooper Cup didn't win it last year where he scored more than half the touchdowns for his quarterback, like you said. And right? he's like, white. He's a white guy, yeah. You know what I mean? White yeah. people have been through enough, right? <laughs> Let's go ahead and give them another award. But my thing is, when you get that close to, to history and doing that, it's like, dude. Yeah, you like, have to do so much with so little touches. And he was he was legit the best player every week. Like Jonathan Taylor had a bad Dude, game. Aaron Rodgers, unbelievable. Yeah, he had the triple. He crumps. was the MVP of the league. He was yeah. the MVP of the league. He was the MVP of that team. Uh, Rodgers getting the MVP was it was a uh, a joke. Yeah, no, nah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. But the the reason why I say that is because like. The first non-quarterback you see on this list is Derrick Henry. And I don't think they're going to be that good this year, Tennessee. I love their under nine and a half wins. Unless, like we said before, Willis comes in and then just like lights it up. And Because I'm projecting this based off Ryan Tannehill. And that's why I think like a rookie quarterback can mix things up a bit. For sure. But- and then also it's like I look at running backs, right? So like Henry's starting to hit that that age where it's the dramatic fall off of NFL running backs is just like, ugh. yeah. And the words like this guy was him. so, yeah. It was like, look, look like DeMarco Murray. I always go back to DeMarco Murray. This guy was a fucking savage yeah. beast. And then like he goes, he didn't get the money from Dallas. And then he goes to Tennessee and you're like, oh, this is why they didn't pay him. It's, it's five, six years. It's five, six years. He got 400 touches and then Dallas is like, yeah, I'm good on that. Yeah, bro. Career. They know what they're doing. Look at his look at Zeke. Yeah. 
Yeah. Look at Zeke now. You know what I mean? It's like, how, how dude, imagine getting crushed by 300 pound men 400 times in 17 weeks. Yeah. Every year, too. Every, Every year, year dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yo, come on, man. Fucking pay me my money. I'm going to retire at 32. It's like, why, why do this to myself? But, um, yo, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of betting the favorite, like we said. Uh, it's also hard. Like the favorite, I believe, has not won. The preseason consensus favorite right now is Josh Allen. The favorite hasn't won this award since Tom Brady did it in the middle of that, like, 07 to 2011 range. I forgot which year it was exactly. I don't have it in front of me. But I do think, like, this is this is the, the FU season from Josh Allen. And I think Josh Allen oh, is, for like... Sure. Josh Allen is sure. is my like official pick betting aside. Uh I'm probably not going to bet him to win MVP cuz I don't bet favorites, but I'm just like painting the picture of like I think it's Josh Allen's MVP this year. My thing is like if you have like $500 to bet on an MVP, then it's worth it. Cuz what is he plus 650 plus 700? Yeah. yeah. Right? So plus 650 put $500 on it then that's when it becomes worth it. But I just look at fucking I see the hair coming out of the back of the helmet. I see that fucking sexy ass white, that fucking thunderbolt just going through the fucking side of it. You I'm know what I mean? Up right now. Of course I know. I see, I see a little scat back wearing number 30. He do everything I need him to do, right? And then I see another guy on my left wearing number 13 with a terrible beard but just <laughs> catches everything you throw to him. And then I got a healthy Mike Williams over here. You know what I mean? You know? I love it. We got we we got a uh, and then uh you got warm weather. Right? You already proved that you could sling it. You're plus 900. I'm riding the hurt. I'm gonna. I'm literally gonna bet on Herbert every year until he wins it, because he's gonna win it. Yeah, that's the safest bet on there. That's the safest bet on there because you know at some point this kid is going to be the face of the league. You don't gotta. You don't got like, bro. My face is hurting from smiling because I. It's am, just. It's just the truth. Yeah, you know he should have been ours, right? You know he was supposed to be ours. Yeah. That yeah. that that like that's why we need to at least cash some of these tickets on him. So yeah, it's like, dude. all right, it lessens the pain a little bit. Yeah, I mean, coming from coming from a guy who told me that uh what what did you used to call him? Rosen the Chosen? Oh man. <laughs> you know? Um you know, listen, me and you have had many spats back and forth about uh about quarterbacks, right? Yeah. But the one constant that we've you know, because, like, we, we don't talk all the time. We haven't seen each other in a long time. But the one thing that we connected on was fucking Herbert, bro. Yep. And, honestly, people could have made a case for him to win MVP last year. He was the favorite at one point because I was getting That's a lot a- of love on social media. They're like, yo, you're cold, this and that. Like, you know, they were 4-1. and one. They beat the Chiefs in Kansas City through, like, four touchdowns, I think it was. And they kept going for it on fourth down. And shit. Yeah, and he was converting. Yeah. I like it, man. I like it. I like it a lot. I think if I'm outside of Allen, I'm going Herbert. And then the other guy that I think could be interesting, because 
it's sort of like Aaron Judge in a way. He's going into a contract year. He's getting a lot of criticism. I think Lamar could be interesting at twenty to one. Yeah, I right? mean, like listen. you're not gonna you're not gonna pay me, bro. I bet. Let me go out there against what my agent tells me not to do. Right? Like I'm sure the agent wants him to get the bag because oh, you know, yeah. his running style. He could get hurt. He got hurt last year. And then you just go in there, and at, at twenty to one, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Ravens. I think that they there's going to be some regression to the mean. Last year they just got snake bit, bro. They had the most players on IR. He was thank God for Mark Andrews. Yeah, dude. People forget they were the one seed like week twelve, oh, and yeah, then Lamar dude. got hurt, and then that's when they fell apart. They were eight and three. That's the thing. It's it's listen. It's like you said with Aaron Judge, right? It's like listen, this guy has proven he can make the throws. You know, he's still got places to go up in terms of, like, you know, in terms of yardage and touchdown passes, right? But Mm -hmm. if you really look at the stats last year, he was having a really, really good – he was having a good year, but he wasn't having a great year. So what usually happens after a quarterback as dynamic and as good as proven to win – you know, they can win a big game, they can play on the road, they can run. They could throw. What usually happens like the year after that? They put up the numbers. They put up the numbers. Yeah. So I think this is going to be the swan the swan song in terms of like Lamar returning the form and like taking over. And dude, like I said, 20, like you said, 20 to one on a player that's that dynamic, you know? And listen, and the other thing too, it's like, I think Tyreek leaving Kansas City is uh, a big deal. Yeah. Like the Mahomes, the Mahomes like MVP lock for every year. I don't think that's, I don't think that's going to be a thing. You know, yeah, as much as, as, much as I love, dude, now it's Travis Kelsey has to play every game for the rest of their careers. Yeah. It's like, going to take some adjusting. I think I know Mahomes has been lighting it up in the preseason, but I, I agree with you, man. He's just too special of a talent. Like I'm so conflicted on it. Cause I I've also said that I think, I think the chiefs made that move cause a long-term play for them. Like, I think it allows them to keep some of the other pieces, you know, he's he, Tyreek, like he's had great injury luck. He hasn't gotten hurt. Right. Like that's something that uh, I think gets weighed into it. And Kelsey now is up there in age, too. He's like 32, 33 years old, tied in. He got a block and shit all the time. Guys just falling on his ankles. Like, but I'm just saying, Nick, it's like, Billy's the fastest player. Yeah. In the NFL, offensive player. And opened everything up for them. You don't want the fastest player. And let me tell you something. I mean, you were in the schoolyard, right? I know what and doing. we're running around and you're saying, oh, this guy's faster than everybody else. Aren't you going to want that guy on your team? You'll make it work. Yeah, you'll make it work. Yeah, there had to be something weird that was going on there because it, it in terms of the, it was the money that he wanted. He yeah. wanted crazy amounts of money, which I think that he deserved. Listen, bro, they want a Super Bowl. And they don't want a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill. They don't. Yeah. They don't, right. especially especially that year. I mean, he made that play. What was it like, third and fifteen? Yeah, that he bro. got open. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, it's like everybody looks at Tyreek like, oh yeah, just make him run nines and blow the kick run routes too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and he's uh, a gamer. He'll get dirty. He'll get gritty. 
you know, he might have to do a lot more of that with fucking Tua. Um, you know, he might be uh, Odell in it, catching 10-yard slants and shit. But if you really think about it, if it comes down to it, I think this is the year to get off of Mahomes, even in fantasy. Um, even in fantasy, I, I feel like Mahomes is going to have that year. This is an adjustment year for them. So um, I'm staying off Mahomes. Josh Allen's not the sexy enough pick unless I'm, pe- I'm betting big money. Um, that Lamar Jackson, 20 to 1, is, sounds really, really nice. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm Herbert, I'm Herbert all the right way. way. Yeah. I'm Herbert all the way. Yeah. All warm right. weather, warm weather and tutties, dude. That's it. Tutties and, and also the team is loaded. The team is dude. loaded too. They're, they're stacked. And I, and I think that that idea that like, oh, it's the same old Chargers, like that couldn't be further from the truth because Herbert is, I think, like three times the quarterback Rivers was. And oh, my God. Like, Philip Rivers, you know what I mean? God-fearing guy, doesn't curse. Big time gamer, he wishes he, he had fucks. one ounce. He fucks for real, dude. He has fourteen kids and supports all of them. This guy's an MVP, like for the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just not MVP in the NFL, really. But like, if you really look at it, it's Philip Rivers wishes that he had an ounce of the athletic ability Herbert had, and Herbert could scoot a little bit. Yeah, that's what most people don't know. You know what I mean? It's sexy throwing TD, but you can get a. You can get out there and scoot a little bit. They forget. They forget. Yeah. Hey man, I've yeah. kept you. I've kept you longer than uh, th- than we said. I'm enjoying it's all this good, combo. Bro. I want to. Uh, I want to do a little not rapid fire. We'll, we'll a- explain a little bit, but let's talk a little bit about like stat leaders. There's another one that I think is very interesting. Yes. Uh, and then we'll end with a Super Bowl pick. I definitely want to hear because last year we were both on the Rams, so I'm hoping we could be on the same page here. Who do you got? Because we're, we're winners, bro. We're winners. Absolutely. Who do you got for passing yards? Uh, this is another one that, in terms of, you know, it's not the sexy pick, but I think I'm gonna have to stack these two. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Herbert for MVP and Herbert uh, Herbert for passing yards. Um, I think that especially with the departure Tiger Hill, like we talked about before. Stafford uh, doesn't really have the guys that, that blow the lid off of the of the uh, secondary. Mm. You know what I mean? It's kind of like uh, we're going to dink and dunk you down the field. Um, Herbert has the bigger arm. I like Herbert a lot. Uh, but if I had to go with one outside guy other than that, I would say Dak Prescott. I like that. Uh, uh, so, are you worried uh, like, a little bit that he lost a lot of weapons? Yeah, but like, did he though? Because like, uh, if you really think about it, though, right? Like Amari Cooper, I had him last year. He, he's not CD. Yeah, you know, I had Amari Cooper on, on my fantasy team last year. It's like, did he even have a thousand yards receiving last year? I'm not sure. I'd have to look that up. I'll pull that up as yeah. As pull that going. up because I don't. I don't even think he did. Let me see, Mari Cooper. Um, uh, I know. I th- I'm pretty sure he missed some time too. Yeah, no, he, he did. did. He, had- he didn't. He had 865 yards played in 14 games. Oh my god, that's catastrophic. 
Yeah. So if you really think about it, that's enough sample size that you should have over a thousand yards receiving. Yeah, especially with the bro, his the the most yards he had was eight eleven eighty nine. Like yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. So it's okay. like, how good is Amari Cooper? You know, uh, I, you could throw Michael Gallup in there right now. I think Michael Gallup's very, very good. Mm. I think he's a guy that's going to be able to get that shine now. He's faster than Amari Cooper. Um, and like we were talking about Zeke, like getting all banged up. Like you still have Zeke there. Zeke can catch the ball out of the backfield. Love Tony Pollard. Yeah. Um, a guy that I wish was on the Giants as well. Um, I think Dak has a lot to prove. I think Dak had a couple of years where some horrible shit happened, right? Right. Uh, he, he lost his brother to suicide. His entire foot fell off. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think uh, in terms of having to gut some games out, I think with their schedule this year, they're going to be throwing the football. So uh, I like Dak Prescott for passing, uh, leading in passing yards plus 1,400. Um, because why the hell not? How many passing yards did he have last year? Is, did did he miss time last year? Yeah, he missed. I know he missed that one game where we were talking about Kirk Cousins before when Cooper Rush yeah, stepped in because he wasn't playing in that. So he missed one game last year and he had four thousand four hundred and forty nine yards. Dude, come on! You know what I mean? It's like, and now if he plays another game, right? Probably close to forty seven hundred. This, I think this is the year this kid can easily throw for 5,000 yards. Dude, I pulled up the passing yards leaders right now. Herbert yeah. was second. And it That's kinda, what I'm saying. It kind of goes to what you were saying before. Like, you like betting on the guy that finished second or third. So Yeah, it's yeah. the smartest bet. This yeah. guy was this close last year. Like, you know, so if my my stretch is press, uh, Prescott at plus 1,400 because I'm, I'm a plus 10 slot. This is mm-hmm. what I am. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, uh, I, I like Herbert to win the passing yards because I just think that with the weapons that they have and the way they were, they built their offense now, it's uh, that's going to be like a, a show every week to yeah. watch. I think they're the next. They're like one piece away, like a, like a tight end piece. Like that is almost like a hybrid, again, like a hybrid offensive player. From being the best offense in football, um, yeah, I mean it's it's hard to argue that man. I'd even throw that dude Josh Palmer. He was their rookie last year. Like that dude is, he's gonna be a problem as well. Yeah. yeah, so it's like you know, it's it's they're they're one guy away. If anybody else clicks on that offense, good luck. Yeah, they have two number one receivers when it comes to terms like fantasy and, and putting up numbers. Yeah, and the running back out the backfield too. So it makes sense. Come on, dude. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. not gonna get much uh, Part- disagreement when it comes to uh, when it comes to Justin stack Herbert those two, yeah, stack yeah. those two and watch and watch every Chargers game. Yo, so I think an interesting one could be Derek Carr. He's in the discussion. He's ten to one, so he's like a favorite. They they got a real wide receiver now. Like, listen, I love Hunter Renfro. Great story, slot guy, random white guy in the slot that just picks up those third downs and converts them to first. Yeah, but. I- you got Darren Waller also, and I, I think the Raiders are going to be throwing a lot because I don't think they're going to be as good as people think. And they might be no. in the shootouts. And, and Carr, Carr had some monster games last year too. I believe Derek Carr finished, yeah, he finished fifth in, in passing yards last season. That's close Mahomes. enough to bet. 
behind Mahomes, Stafford, Herbert, and Brady. Brady ended up winning it last year. But I just think like now you got Devontae, you got Hunter Renfro, you got Darren Waller. You know the Raiders always have that random dude that scores an 80-yard touchdown that is like the, the seventh wide receiver. Like it was yeah. that dude uh, Edwards last year was scoring touchdowns for them, and then they had Deshaun Jackson for a little bit. So I think Derek Carr. And then if I was to get a little funky and if I wanted to to bet a little bit, which we all like to bet a little bit, what do you yeah, think Trevor, futures, why not? What do you think of Trevor Lawrence, thirty to one? They they got uh, some more offensive pieces. If they're trailing from behind, listen. When it comes to those types of guys, um, I don't. If we make that mistake, it would be like if we bet on Herbert, right? Mm-hmm. So it's I don't get lost into who is the like last non-established guy to win the fucking uh passing yards. I mean, 2020 was Watson, then it was Winston before that. Big Ben led it, then Brady, Breeze, Breeze, Breeze. See, like, <laughs> yeah, see, so it's like, you know, it was like kind of like the same guy, but I right. liked the. Uh, if Watson was back like in a full thing this year, I, I would have liked to see where he was at. Because they're gonna have, they're gonna have to fucking air it out. Is is Matt Schaub random enough for you? Oh my gosh. Led the so league that's in what passing I, in two thousand nine. Yeah, so if you really think about it, it's like, hey, if your team sucks enough, you have to throw, right? Yeah. You're trailing. So, you know, I think Lawrence has uh you know, I just don't know if he's good enough to get the ball to those guys. That's fair. That's you know, fair. like, but at 30 to one, why not? It, it's yards. almost 30 to one. Why not? Yeah. Rushing yards leader. I, I love Najee Harris for this. Me too. I love Najee Harris. Uh, odds are the reason I love Najee Harris probably so much is because he's looking like my projected first round draft pick in my fantasy leagues this year. Um, but listen, again, the guy that was close last year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have? 1,400 uh, rushing yards last year? Are you talking about Najee Harris? Yeah. I believe so. I think he was fourth. Like f- like 1,450, 14, maybe close to 1,500 rushing yards last year? He had... I got it right here in front of me. He had 1,200 rushing yards. Okay, and then he had like 400 receiving yards. Yeah. Um, so another guy though that is a three down back in the NFL, which is like kind of rare. So you got to go with the three down back guys. Uh, I love Najee Harris in terms of they're kind of in a transition period and what they're going to be doing though in terms of like airing it out to Pickens. Um, I see a lot of touches for Najee. So the only way that you can really bet and get these yards is that you have to have the touches, right? Yeah. I'd rather take a com- I'd rather take a compiler in this in this type of thing. It's if you're gonna touch the ball more than everybody else, I'm gonna go ahead and take you. That's that's the biggest case for him because he was second in the league in attempts last year. You gotta figure just like just the threat of not having Big Ben out there is going to open some shit up for him because you know they were stacking the box for Najee. I think the offensive line can't be any worse than it was last year. Yeah. And I think he's he's probably my he's my pick and he's my favorite bet 
it's it's something that lines up together. A lot of times, like we, we spoke about this a, a bunch, and we kind of touched on it in the beginning of the show how just because you think someone's going to win doesn't make it the right bet. But I think no. fourteen to one, I think it checks the boxes for that, and that's my favorite one on the board. It's especially to have fun with. He's going to touch the ball twenty five times a game. Yeah, you know, and like, and he's young. Yeah, and his legs, and it's the and his legs are fresh. Way. It's the Pittsburgh way, right? They just, We're going to run, run them down to the ground. You know, it's uh, that's what Tomlin does. Um, that's probably the safest stretch bet. It's not even a stretch, though. Yeah, for return on investment. Why it not? checks the box for, for for Danny Lowe. Yeah, one hundred percent, dude, one hundred percent. And then, and then, I'll obviously, um, the other guy though that I think that could do it is uh, Dalvin Cook if he stays healthy. That's the yeah. big thing. Yeah, Dalvin Cook is good too. It's just that it, it sucks because like he's always missing a game or two, and then yeah, Madison comes in. Fu- it fucking sucks. Yeah, that's the only yeah, side to that. Najee's my definitely my pick for that. I've. I've talked about receiving yards leader being CD Lamb. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of breeze through it. I just think like no Amari Cooper, no Cedric Wilson. Gallup is going to be out till like week seven or eight. CD nice, bro. CD's nice. CD CD could take a a screen and take it seventy yards. He got he's the home run threat. And I know he got a little banged up at practice, but it wasn't anything too like severe. He'll be fine. It'll probably just be precaution and. They'll unleash him in the preseason, in the week one and starting the season. But, yo, yeah. I just think the opportunity for that, like on that offense, and especially if you like Dak, right? Like you like Dak to lead the league in passing. And I'm with you. I don't think Dallas is going to be as good. Like, yo, CD's going to get what? 11 targets a game uh, on a bad day? If that, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those situations where I think Dak trusts him enough with the long ball as much as you trust him with the jailbreak screens and you know the they're gonna get him the ball as much as possible and what's your uh, picks uh cd's a really good one uh but listen i have to i have to go with a guy that is not the sexiest pick of all these guys but hear me out i think in terms of the offense that they're playing in, right? I'm going to go A.J. Brown. Wow. Okay, so now I'm in the plus 25. But hear me out. I think this is the year that it kind of clicks for the Eagles, right? And you got to remember, you're playing the Giants twice. Bradbury's gone. You know what I mean? So I look at a guy that has all the potential because here's the thing. Jalen Hurts has to throw to somebody, right? And how many yards did Jalen Hurts throw for last year? Not many, bro. <laughs> Not many, right? Yeah, 3,100 yards. 3,100 yards, right? You can't tell me that A.J. Brown can't catch 1,500 rolls. He's still going to throw for 3,000 yards. It has to go somewhere. Yeah, and he got a real weapon now, so it makes sense. Yeah, I just are you worried though? Like, are you worried about him missing time? Like, you picked Dalvin Cook, and I feel like it applies kind of to AJ Brown too. Oh yeah, that's why I want Najee Harris because Najee Harris is young. You know what I mean? But uh, if AJ Brown, I just look for guys that can click. It just takes one year. Give me one year, 
and you have a quarterback that's never had a weapon before, and he's going to be like the shiny new car over there and the hot girl in the fucking clubhouse. And be like, okay, let's do this. If he stays healthy, bro, he can lead the league in receiving yards. You know, it's I'm talking about guys that are outside Justin Jefferson and shit. Like, right. where are you going to like make your money? You know, yeah. like I said, if you have five hundred dollars, put it on Justin Jefferson. Yeah. But if you're going to go with fifty dollar bets, I like uh, AJ Brown in terms of that. That's plus twenty five. Why not? I spent fifty dollars on way worse shit. <laughs> Amen to that. That's Come on, shit. dude. Way hey, worse. Dude. If, Dude, let's end with the Super Bowl pick. Last year, both of us were on the Rams. I was I remember I texted you, I was like, yo, Rams, baby, let's go. We got we got something to root for together. All the way. Uh, I've I've hinted many times. I mean, it, it's been pretty obvious who I'm gonna bet and who I think is gonna win the Super Bowl. So I like when that's both the case, but the floor is yours. Who do you who do you think is winning the Super Bowl and who do you think you're gonna throw your money on? Uh, I'm going to throw my money on the Buffalo Bills this year. It's not obviously the sexiest pick, but I think they're the best pick. Uh, plus 550, I see them on DraftKings. Uh, I see them plus 600 somewhere else. Uh, for me, when it comes down to it, uh, they have the most complete team, the most complete package. Uh, everything they're going to be able to do this year is going to, you know, and I think in the AFC in terms of, uh, you know, other teams that they're going to have to deal with. If you really look at the t- in the teams of uh, they're like the only AFC team that's there until you get to where Kansas City, yeah. which I think is going to take a step back in terms of not having Tyreek Hill. Um, I don't think Marquez Valdez Scantling Juju Smith Schuster are going to be able to do anything of the sort close to Tyreek Hill. Um, and then it goes to the the Chargers. So uh, I think the Bills. Uh, win the Super Bowl this year. If you have like four or five hundred dollars to throw it down, go and do it. Uh on the you Buffalo just Bills. Five hundred dollar bets, don't you? I, I love five hundred dollar bets because it's 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 the course of the year. You know, right. it's like it's like buying Good a point. fantasy. It's like buying a fantasy team. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like if you're gonna put two fifty into a fantasy team to win what? Two fifty to win at twelve hundred? Yeah, put five hundred and bet it on a real team with plus five five fifty odds. It's like you know that's your fantasy team for the year. I've never heard anyone make that comparison. That's that's an all time one. I'm stealing that. Yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna show credit. I'll, I'll throw the I'll throw the tag your way. But it's that's, all good. That's a beautiful way to look at it. Yeah, you're right. This is my fantasy. This is my fantasy team this year. So it's my fantasy is if I'm gonna. Bet for 18 weeks, $500 over the case of, uh, over the, let's see, that's $500 divided by 18. It's probably uh, even less than that, too, because you got to figure like they end up playing what three playoff games. So it's really yeah, like 21 yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. So $27 a week. Yeah. You know I what I mean, it. dude? I love it. That's the fantasy team. Don't play fucking fantasy. Play real fantasy. And, and bet it, money on bet bet money that you could win odds on. So yeah. and then watch. You put five hundred dollars on plus five fifty. What's the payout, sir? I'd probably be with you collecting like over three K because you would get your five hundred back. So you're looking at like thirty two, thirty, three hundred, I would say. Why not? It's, it's 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 more payout than you would get for playing fantasy. 
Oh my god, I'm so good, dude. Three thousand two hundred and fifty. I was spot See? on. Yeah, I knew you. You have fucking a degenerate calculator in your head. That's why. <laughs> That's exactly but, it. That's what it is, dude. Take five hundred instead of playing fucking fantasy in four fucking leagues. Take it down the one league. Take that money and put it on. Uh, put it on the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl, or whoever you like to win the Super Bowl. So one thing, worry, you know, it's they're really good, dude. Nah, they're stacked. They're so stacked, and they're gonna get Tre'Davious White back too. He didn't play all the last year. And then they also spent their first round draft pick on another DB. And then they already have the safeties and they got Von Miller, like their team, James Cook, like their team is stacked. They're so stacked. They're ready, they're ready to rock. That, and especially like, yo, I love, so my pick is the Chargers, both betting wise. And I think they win it. The one thing I'm dreading and I could see it already, AFC title game in Buffalo, sub, oh. sub zero degrees. Our boy Herbert with the long locks, just. <sighs> Just freezing. Well, yeah, I went to school in Buffalo, bro. It is not a good time in January. It fucking blows. No, I can't. I can't even imagine. I was there during the summer, and I was like, "This place is cold." Yeah, it's not was, a good. Like, time. get me out of here. It's 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 but, uh, dark yeah. and cloudy all the time. It's raining. That's another shit. thing, though. That that's real home field advantage. That's 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 what that is. Which I think the only other team that I would say has that in the AFC or probably like in the league. Um, we haven't seen Buffalo host a playoff game. So we don't know what that's going to be like, right? And then you think of Green Bay lost at home last year and it was sub-zero conditions. The Bucks lost at home last year. Um, who Dallas loses at home. Kansas City lost at home. You know, so it's Buffalo, I think, got the, the, the best home field advantage when you factor in that weather. But to me, oh, man, that's the thing that's really tripping me out the most about the Chargers. Like if I knew that the Chargers would be the one seed, like for certain, I would be like even more bricked up laying down that money. But I think oh, Buffalo, yeah, for sure. Buffalo being being the top seed is what is what is scaring me the most. Yeah. Uh, if I had so to, you know, in that in that case, you put 100 on both. then. Yeah. Yeah. And and if I had to punt, if I had to punt, just because I think the NFC is so weak, I think like Philly twenty two to one, Minnesota. I know, I know, Kirk Cousins. I can't get that out of my head. I think about you yeah, and my pops just, now, but I'm just looking at thirty five to one, man. I think the NFC is everybody in the NFC to me has a major flaw. Like even the Rams for as good. Oh as are, yeah, I just think it's so hard for you to go back. Especially they had to win some tough games to get there. Yeah, they had a lot of things go their way, bro. Remember Stafford yeah. threw like four straight pick sixes, like yeah. four games in a row in the middle of the season. They lost four games in a row, too. And you're like, hold on, this team, I know I was sweating it. I was getting mad heat on social media, like, yo, your Rams pick, bro. My friend he's, such a was, my he's, friend... he's such a gamer, though, Stafford, yeah. man. Yeah. So Buffalo, he's such huh? a gamer. He 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 deserved it. Yeah, I'm gonna rock with the Bills this year. That's that's gonna be my my fantasy team this year. It's gonna be the Buffalo Bills, and I love Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs won me a championship last year in fantasy. My thousand dollar buying league that I've won twice in a row. Oof. Uh, yeah. Nice so those are big, for you, right? Fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> Get all that Christmas money back, bro. Kidding. Yo, Danny, this was an uh, absolute pleasure, man. I appreciate you. Oh, uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we go, I had a question for you, though. Okay. 
Who's going to lead the league in passing touchdowns? Passing touchdowns. And then who do you have for receiving touchdowns? Because these I'm, I, I'm having a hard time with, and I'm going to uh, go to you and see what you think. So I, I could give you a better answer for receiving touchdowns than I can for throwing touchdowns. Right? I, Isn't throwing touchdowns kind of weird this year? It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Like some of the numbers are are like you got to picture someone throwing 40 touchdowns and there's like seven guys that can maybe. Do yeah, it. so, it's like it's I feel like there's going to be so many like 40, 41, 42 guys. Yeah. I really like Mike Evans. He yeah. actually has scored the most touchdowns in the NFL receiving since 2019. Godwin is going to be out for a little bit of time. They lose Gronk. Julio is new. They lost Russell Gage for a little bit. Like he got banged up. And I think the one thing that I look for, and it's very similar to like receiving yards, is he's one of the few guys at the top of the list that are playing with their quarterback again. Right? Tyreek yeah, isn't true. playing with their quarterback. Devontae's not with his quarterback. And to me, like Cooper Cup is just hard. I tweeted this out. Like you got to go all the way back to 08 and 09. Larry Fitzgerald did it back to back. And yeah, outside of that, good, yeah. like it's hard for you to lead the league in receiving touchdowns back to back seasons. And also, Allen Robinson is there. I think he's and they're going to game plan. They're going to game plan for Cooper Cup way different than they did last year. They have a whole offseason to figure it out. Yeah, they're like this white dude is not doing this shit again to us. Like, no, no, we can't. We can't have we can't. it. Yeah. So, so I, I like Mike Evans. I have an answer for passing, but I feel way more confident receiving in Mike Evans. And then I think for passing, I think it got to be one of the two guys that we mentioned, bro. Uh, it got to be Allen or Herbert. And I know it's chalk. It's the two favorites. But to me, I can't really think of anyone else that the team, I can see the team like doing what they did with Brady last year. Like they'd get inside the red zone and they would just have Brady throw. Brady, I think he threw like eight one-yard touchdowns. It's like, well, you're doing that to, to pad the stats. and Yeah, yeah. Real like fuckery shit. Yeah, you know. So yeah. and also like, yo, you know what else? It, it drives me crazy when I'm playing against the quarterback and he does it. But when I have the quarterback and he does it, I love it. That little it's the best pass. feeling in the world. The like, oh, the pass. shovel pass. I love it so much. The I love it. Shotgun, just throw it forward. Jet sweep. Yeah, fantasy hasn't figured that one out yet. It's uh, it's the worst. I but love it's the best. Oh, I had Mah- I had Mahomes last year, and he did it like twelve times. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, this is great, this is great. But yeah, man, I think everybody, uh, you know, if you're out there listening to this episode, look who was there last year, close in the area. Uh, it's always hard to repeat. Um, and Mike Evans has always been a huge red zone target, so you know, and Julio will take up space on the other side of the field, though. Yeah. Like Julio can still go up and catch fucking football. Yeah. You know, but that's why they're going to have to pay attention to Julio. As long as he stays healthy, they, they got a good shot to be right there again this year. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that they're in that discussion with the Rams, and then I think the tears fall off. But, yeah. fuck, dude, fuck Tom Brady, though. That guy's <laughs> been attached to so much fuckery. It's crazy. Yeah. Not a lot of people talk about that enough, man. They don't no. talk about that enough. Yo, bro, you're the man. Of like, course, just, bro. Any anytime, man. Anytime. In terms of like, you need uh, somebody to come on and and give you give you a couple long shot bets that they like. Uh, you know, 
Christian McCaffrey, I called. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Conor Rams McGregor. Last year. Rams last year. Herbert this year. You know what I mean? So, you know, just enjoy, in, enjoy the money, guys. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Enjoy the money. Have fun with it. Bet responsibly. Hey man, uh, when you uh when you do one of your your stand up sets out in Vegas, we'll record something in studio at the win. One hundred percent, and and I wanted to on air uh, congratulate you on that. I really hope that um that you're excited about it. Uh, go out there, have as much fun as you can. Network, meet a lot of people, enjoy, bet responsibly, and uh, you know, listen, man, you put in a lot of time for this, right? So uh, make the most out of it. I appreciate that, man. We've had a lot of conversations in private through the years, and and you're someone I went to for, uh, you know, you're doing all that mental health stuff, and, and we kind of sure. bonded on that as well. So I, it means a lot. That's why I like to give you your flowers, and and I mean what I said in the beginning. You're my favorite content creator. There's a lot out there, but you're, you're I appreciate you're, you're, it. My, you're my number one. You're my CMC hey, this year. I love it. The love, the love, the love is real, and uh, the love is mutual. And just you know, uh, take care of yourself out there. Don't be a stranger and, um, you know, just just remember why you're there, right? You're there because you uh, you envision getting yourself out there. So now you're there. Now it's time to really perform, you know? So yep. instead of uh, being nervous, see it as a challenge, face it head on and go out there and just have fun, dude. Do your thing. Do what you're good at. Absolutely, man. I can't wait till we link up out there. Tell the people where they can find you. Is is yeah, man. Like, what's good? Uh, at Daniel Priori everywhere, uh, stand up coming to a city near you soon. I'm booking out a tour right now and, uh, we'll figure all that out. Once it, uh, gets solidified, I'll post those dates. And then, uh, like you said, a mental health podcast called off the cuff. We talk to a lot of people, uh, including professional athletes, entrepreneurs, uh, influencers, and also members of the audience. Um, I think it's, it's important to have a, a wide spectrum of guests on the show. Um, so if you're looking for a little mental health break every uh, every week, check that out. And then you can check out the Low Prairie podcast for the real fuckery uh, of me and my brother. Uh, if you just want to watch a show that's about two ridiculous uh, dudes singing and farting and rapping and talking about sex. So if you want to hear that, you can come and check that one out too. So we're trying to hit, you know, a wide spectrum of things. Yeah, man. But, Don't uh, be yeah, just pigeonholed in one topic. You know what I'm saying? Nah, you can't, man. You got to have side hustles everywhere these days. But yeah, man, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Uh, having a lot of fun with what I'm doing right now, and uh, uh, I'm proud of you, dude. Thank you, man. And the feelings mutual. We 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 said that in private, and and I appreciate you saying this on a on a public forum as well. For sure. For sure, right. and just I know you'll knock it out of the park, dude. Just the thing is, you know, when you when, when you get out there, make sure you link up with the right people. You know, uh, it, it is it's a crazy town. Yep. You know it. So you know, um, use the city. Don't let the city use you. Mm. That's a jump to end on. We'll That's catch it. you guys next time. Later. <laughs>